Good evening and welcome to a very special edition of Mouthful, smart talk about food, wine, and farming. I say special because this is our 25th anniversary. Hard to believe it's been 25 years, but it has. Um, The show has evolved in a variety of ways. It went from being on Thursdays at noon to being Sundays at 7 and then Sundays at 6. It used to be called Mouthful, Wine Country's Most Delicious Hour. And, you know, that never seemed quite to capture what I wanted uh, Mouthful to be. So I changed um, it about four years ago to Smart Talk about food, wine, and farming. And I'm going to tell you a funny story about myself um, that connects with our first guest, uh, the wonderful Stephanie Ratstetter from Water Street Bistro in Petaluma. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Uh, I don't know if you're going to remember all these uh, sordid details, but in Halloween 1995, Babette's had in that, you know, that separate little room where there was a long table, Babette's had a special black dinner. And we came in costume and I and some other friends got hotel rooms at that little hotel kitty corner for, on the plaza. And, you know, the decorations were wonderful. There was this thing called, I think, a witch's claw that uh, Elizabeth found and used as napkin holders. And I still remember what I was wearing and what other people were wearing. And we started off in the um, bar area. And one of the guests was at least two hours late. I believe it was Randall Graham. Yeah, it was Randall Graham. I think it probably was. Yes, yes. Randall Graham was late, at least two hours and maybe three hours late. And so while we were waiting for Randall to get there, we, of course, didn't start the dinner. And Elizabeth opened up a magnum of Gloria Ferrar Brute and kept our glasses kept our glasses full <laughs> and he, he eventually got there and we were all pretty toasted by the time he got there dinner was wonderful we sat outside most people including women but not me smoking cigars at one point I don't know why but I have a picture of Elizabeth one of the owners of course crawling on the floor of the bar cracking up <laughs> and I woke up at the hotel with the world's worst hangover ever. <laughs> and my friend um, Mary and her husband, who were in the room adjacent to me, same thing. And this was all because we'd had so much champagne while waiting for Randall Graham. And I remember checking. Yeah. Well, it'll, that'll do it to you. That'll do it. And I remember driving home thinking, I'm starting a radio show, my own radio show, tomorrow. I don't know if I will recover. <laughs> It was absolutely the worst hangover ever, and I still laugh about that. So um, yeah. I wish I, I remem- do remember that night. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. I night. wish I, we had the menu. I would. I don't remember the menu. Um, I, I I don't either because it was so long ago, and there were so many, you know, amazing menus. And exactly. Kind of 
different sort of, and in that one room, you know, there was a few different just sort of fun, special kind of events. Yeah, I had three there. It was not a huge group, but, you know, whether it be, I remember one one time it was like all cap frocks or something, and then there was like this, we did this menu, and there were all these different, you know, just, there's just so many of those kinds of fun, special moments. Yeah, we yeah, did um, a lot of special moments. Yeah. yeah, with my class at at uh, the JC, uh, you guys did a beautiful sit down vegetarian luncheon for us when we were out doing touring various farms. And then when I founded um, right around the same time, about a year before Mouthful started, I founded the Sonoma Provence Exchange, and Babette's did a beautiful sit down dinner um, with the gentleman who had come from France. Um, so they're very many special moments and you were so quiet but the magician behind the scenes i don't think i ever met you mm-hmm. while you I, were there i think i only met you later you know in the wine bar or something exactly yeah you know i just kind of did my thing and um yeah it was a very special it was a great experience working with a lot of very passionate people um and there were just a lot of, I think, for its time, there just was a lot of special moments that were, I think, unique to um, to Babette, and especially in that time frame. I totally so agree. It was, it was fun. It was very, very fun and educational, and there was a lot of passion and you know, a lot of integrity around all of it. Absolutely. It was really a great experience. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot and, you know, remain close to some folks you know, that I had the pleasure of working with there, um, even though you know how the restaurant business oh, yes. goes. People come and go, and they're sure. all over the place. But there are a few that, you know, remain quite close as a result of those relationships. Uh, and it's great. I mean, they've moved away, but when they come into town, they come see me and, you know, at my restaurant, which is great. It's just, you know, great to see some of these who are bussers, and now they're, you know, they're grown women with families and you know it's just it's fun it's nice when you make those kinds of connections especially when they last it's it's community and that's so important tell us about you you know you were part of you know the restaurant business you know you know this world and oh yeah you you're pretty enthralled in it and you really are they are kind of your family even though you have a family so you become really intertwangled intertangled in each other's lives and so it's great that even when things change and people move on, when you form those kinds of friendships and whatever, that that some of those remain, you know, even 20 plus years, you know, or whatever later, which is cool. You it know, is, absolutely. Really cool. So you opened Water Street Bistro just a few months after Babette's closed, I think. Babette's yeah, closed in the... Ni- 1999. Yeah. yeah. After, you know, actually, this is their 21st year. Amazing. How are things? How are you handling the difficulties we're all having having this year because of COVID? How does how does that work at the restaurant? As I say, I have wonderful. I mean, like Babette's, Water Street Bistro has some of the most amazing, devoted um, clientele. I mean, I have some amazing customers who, you know, in this time when we had to close down at first, because we closed down right when San Francisco closed down. Um, because initially, you know, I didn't want to have, I just didn't want to try to do takeout. I thought it was wiser for everybody to just close down and 
like let's try to get a handle on it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to expose my staff. If anybody who's been to my restaurant knows it's, you know, it's small, it's busy, we're bustling. There's just, it's hard to not have contact. Absolutely. You know, because we're close together. And, and it's also a real community spot, so people want to talk to everybody. Exactly. So it was a real hard decision, but I closed for a month. And that was hard, you know, financially and also hard on staff. And I was trying to keep everybody as busy as I could because knowing that unemployment wasn't going to come through right away. And it was hard. Um, I had great customer support. People were buying gift certificates, you know, way in advance saying, I know I'll spend this much money when you reopen. So here's some cash flow, you know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So we were really fortunate, you know, in that way. Um, But it's been hard. I, I was talking with a customer the other day and they said well how's it going I said we're fortunate we stay pretty busy but it doesn't mean that it's the numbers aren't you know always where you want them to be it's it's hard and um, I said this is our 21st year and this year was probably harder than the first year (laughs) yeah that doesn't (laughs) surprise me in the restaurant business you know we we should be cruising right now but you know this year is very unique and so we're hanging in there, but it's I'm, it's hard. Uh-huh. Are it's you doing definitely hard? Are you doing just outside? I bet you do. Are you doing just outside dining or outside we're and takeout? Outside dining because we're not allowed to be inside in Sonoma County. To be honest with you, our place is small and our space is kind of a funny shape. Right. I'm apprehensive for inside dining anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are doing outside. We're, we're getting, you know, we're getting some to-go stuff, which isn't typically our thing because it's such a community spot. People want to come and hang, but people are getting food to go. We have some, we have some elder clientele, so they definitely feel more comfortable, you know, getting food and taking it away. Sure. So we're doing more to-go than we've ever done, and I mm-hmm. mean ever, which is also a whole different animal you know it's a different whole different thing process yes it's a whole different thing so you really have to make your menu so that the things that you are making will travel well to go because i feel pretty particular about sending food away and i want to make sure that it arrives you know in a good condition that's such an important consideration don't travel well right exactly just a fact you know Whenever so I think I of, try to discourage sometimes. Yeah. Whenever I think <laughs> about people it, people want to order to go. Yeah. When I think about Water Street Bistro, I think about your monthly dinners that you had for a long time, especially oh, the ones so in October. I think about your pozole and some of the other things that you've done for Dia de los Muertos. Will there be anything on the menu coming there up? There is. You know, I'm having pozole tomorrow because I'm feeling inspired. I'm working on this. Um, uh, I'm doing this Italian um, Day of the Dead cookie. That's kind of a new thing that I'm doing. I'm doing all kinds of fun little, um, I'm doing these shortbread skulls because, you know, it's mm, Day of the yum. Dead and I love Day of the Dead. Yes. Um, that's the other thing. We always build this really huge altar. Right. I love your it's altar. Just, it, it's all so complicated this year because people can't be in and see where we put the altar. Um, we can't really have people putting their things on the altar because... They're not inside. It's it's a really weird year. It's um, it, it feels kind of heartbreaking for those things because people look forward to all that from us. So I'm trying to, you know, do as many things as I can to keep it as normal as possible, and um, 
But, you know, there will be some things that aren't going to happen. Like, you know, I have my own altar now. I mean, I always have an altar at home, but, um, you know, we won't have that giant, beautiful display that my daughter usually does, which mm-hmm. is so epic. Yeah, it's <laughs> gorgeous. It's just, and it's just we gorgeous. Have everybody in the restaurant bringing beautiful photos and, you know, it's, it's really special, but it's hard to do. Yeah. You know, well, listen, no one can see it. Good luck to you during these next several months. Let's hope that by this time next year, we're eating inside and adding things to your altar. Tell people how to find you and what your hours are, okay? Yes. So we have a little bit of an altered uh, schedule. We are currently open Thursday through Sunday. We're open at 8.30, I mean, sorry, 8 o'clock in the morning till 2.30 in the afternoon, all four days, the same hours. Um so we're closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I am there on Wednesday. So um, if people, sometimes people want to pre-order whole quiches or things like that, I'm there in and out all day on Wednesday, receiving, prepping, and whatnot. So people can call me and order things if they need them. I'm happy to do that for people. And yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. We're on Water Street. We're at 100 Petaluma Boulevard is our street address, but we actually are on Water Street. We face the Balshaw Bridge looking at the Petaluma River. We've extended our outdoor patio, so we have seatings on both sides of oh, that great. Um, cobblestone. Uh-huh. So we have a lot more outside seating right now, praying for not a lot of rain. Exactly. <laughs> except for at night. We'll take all the take, rain at night. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So well, we can. Uh, we want rain. We just don't want it all day long, uh, and hoping we can, you know, stay outside uh, as long as we can. And we've got a few pop-up, you know, structures and things to sort of shelter people when it rains, mm-hmm. and hope for the best in this, you know, upcoming winter. And um, you know, like everybody, I'm hoping the best for everybody that we all can hang tough and get through this. And our little town can be as vibrant as it was before all of this Absolutely. started. And things don't go away, you know? Yeah. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. You are Petaluma's treasure, and you are one of my oh. my most beloved treasures in Sonoma County, and I'm so well, happy you, you had time. thank you so much, and I hope you get in for some pozole. I will. You can be sure. <laughs> I will see you. <laughs> all right. Well, you take good care, and thank you so much for including me, and uh, it's a really wonderful to chat with you. Great talking with you, too. Okay, take care. You too. Bye-bye. Stephanie Ratstetter of Water Street Bistro in Petaluma. We'll be right back with another special guest. Mouthful's next guest is Liza Hinman of the absolutely wonderful and delightfully named Spinster Sisters, along with the Astro Motel. Astro Motel, yes, Astro Motel. Liza, welcome to Mouthful. Thanks, Michelle. So nice to be back. It's great to have you. Um, And it's a special edition of the show. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary. 25 years. Amazing. I know. It shocks me when I think of it. 
it's a challenging time for everyone in the restaurant business. And the focus of, of today's show is I'm reaching out to some of my most beloved restaurants, really to see how you're doing what you have in place to make things work so that when we're on the other side of this long crisis, you're still there. Thank you for bringing light to this very important topic because it's, it's definitely a really hard time for us. I know that you have a nice outside dining area um, just adjacent to Spinster Sisters. How is that working out? You know, it's um, it's been a, a rocky road. It's a beautiful space, and we were really lucky to be able to have the area to put it in. However, um, you know, this has been not your typical fall. Well, I guess typical now, but not your typical fall with uh, heat waves and smoke and fires right. and difficulties. So been a little bit up and down, but um, in these beautiful recent fall days, uh, it's been so nice to have um, uh, the space and to be able to welcome guests in a safe way Mm -hmm. um, and sort of feel a slight sense of familiarity and normalcy of, you know, what we are meant to do. How have you had to adapt your menu to accommodate these changes? Um, we definitely made some big changes because uh, several factors. We just we really needed to. We wanted to be a little more focused. Um, we couldn't have. We used to be, you know, very expensive. Have a breakfast, lunch menu. We had a dinner menu. We had a brunch menu. We had so many things. So we've tried to focus and narrow to kind of highlight some of our greatest hits. We think of it as uh-huh. a little more casual than it was, in, especially in the evenings. Um, in the past because we wanted to make it a little more, you know, just open for anyone who wanted to be able to get out and have a meal, but not have it be a, an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're doing a combination of our sort of smaller menu along with family meal dinner, which we started when everything was fully shut down as a go. Yeah. Tell us about the family um, meal. Opportunity. Yeah. I think the family meal is really interesting. Could you go through the details of that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a dinner for two, and we do a different menu every week. We, we've we traveled the globe many times through the months we've been doing this, and uh, the meal usually is a few courses. It's an entree and then a few sides or appetizers and always a beautiful dessert from our pastry chef. Um, and as I said, every day it's a different menu. So um, we this week, for example, we have a Thai curry night, but we also have we're doing um, – a uh, focaccia pizza night. We're doing a local roasted halibut, just like a true California cuisine menu one night. So, um, you know, it, it hits lots of different notes. It generally ranges in prices from, you know, high 50s to high 60s, so 25 to $35 a person, which we feel like is really reasonable, that especially is. for the quality. Uh-huh. Um, and just trying to, you know, make food accessible for our community because we want to stay connected to everyone and still be able to do what we love. How has the so, response, especially to the the family meal and other takeout, how has that response been? Are people coming to you for those things? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it, it, it's, it's ebbed and flowed with the with the um, you know the accessibility of restaurants in general. When we mm-hmm. were fully shut down, we were doing a ton of takeout. That's all there was. And now it's definitely balanced. I'd say we do um, a little more in-house dining almost than we do takeout. But, um, you know, we sell between 20 and 40 
family meal dinners a night. We usually sell out of those. And um, and then we have our in-house dining as well. So for the most part, it's, it's worked out well. And I think it's really been nice for people to know they have a consistent and delicious option that they can just pull up to the curb, you know, order ahead. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to worry about cooking. Yeah, that's great. The last time we talked, which seems like centuries ago at this point, I think you had just taken over the space Naked Pig and were getting ready to, or had just opened Astro Motel. Mm -hmm. Is my memory correct? Yeah, yeah. What's going on with those? Yeah, what's going on with those projects? Yeah, what's happening? The Astro, yeah, the Astro um, has kind of changed course. We all have had to do. Um, it, we've pivoted a bit there because, as everyone who lives in this community knows, tourism really took a huge hit with mm-hmm. the pandemic. And, sure, and there was also a great need in the community for. Um, quarantine, safe quarantine spaces for the underserved community. So we actually um, decided to offer the Astro to the county um, as a a quarantine space Mm -hmm. for seniors and underhoused people. So um, that contract is still ongoing. So we're not currently welcoming tourists and Uh we're likely to maintain that through the winter and then hopefully as a pandemic eases and we can hopefully see tourism return to a bit more normalcy uh-huh. in 2021. We hope to get back back on our feet and uh, back to what we love, which is welcoming guests from around the world to yes. Santa Rosa. Excellent. Well, that's a good thing that you're doing, uh, making that arrangement with the county. Thank you for doing that. It's, yeah, it's one of the really important ways it, we work together. It's a choice that I think benefits the community and help us stay uh, alive. Sure. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about the naked pig space? Well, as with everything, we kind of had to put things on hold for a little while. Sure. But, um, we, we have uh, definitely feel like it's an important, especially now the, the project that we plan there is intended to be largely outdoor space. And as time has taught us, um, it's, Outdoor space, I think, is going to forever be truly prized as a safer way to gather. Um, and so the the project that we're hoping to do there is, is to be more of a, a kind of a beer garden feel and really um, a kind of an oasis on Santa Rosa Avenue for people to sit outside, outside and enjoy some um, food and drinks in a casual setting. Mm-hmm. Um and so we we hope that we can get back to getting that project underway um, in the early spring. Yeah, that, so okay, that makes that makes summer, sense. It'll be there. Great. Um, in case people don't know, let's talk about why it's called the Spinster Sisters, and tell <laughs> yeah. us about the history. It's, it's a perfect story for Halloween Los Muertos season. So let's hear about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well. When we took over the building, um, we did a little deep dive into the history of the neighborhood that we're in, the South A Sofa District, and we learned that this this neighborhood was one of the most vibrant and busy neighborhoods in Santa Rosa in the turn into the 20th century, and um, 
before the 101 and the Highway 12 had been put in. And this building that we're in was built by an Italian immigrant family who opened a market on the ground floor and lived um, in the apartments above. And there were two daughters in the family that never married and uh, spent their later years living together in one of the apartments. Um, And we learned a little bit from their family and from we've met over the years other tenants from the apartments around them who had relationships with them and um, they worked in the neighborhood. And we kind of took it as a, you know, a moment to reflect on, to use the name, reflect on the history of the building and the family that had created the space and also the history of this neighborhood and being um, also a, a women-led, woman-led business, thinking about, you know, the lives that these women perhaps had, although they didn't follow the traditional path. Um, that they had fulfilling, you know, relationships and, and um, jobs in the neighborhood, and, and it was uncommon in those times, and one that's kind of put a new, a different spin on the term spinster in mm-hmm. a kind of a more positive way. I love it. So, I've always loved yeah. it from my first time I first heard it. Um, before I let you go, back to what you were doing, and it's something you probably do every day, you have three school-age kids. Um, yeah. How old are they now? How old are the twins? Um, my twins are starting kindergarten this year, oh, so gosh. not in a traditional way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But they are, yeah, so they're about to turn six. And I have a son who's in uh, fourth grade who's about to turn 10. So um, they are, uh, yeah. So you're supervising homeschooling? As well. Mm-hmm. That's got to be, I mean, you're doing triple duty. Triple duty, yep. Yeah, my husband and I, he's in the food world as well, so... We alternate days, one's at work and the other's at homeschooling, and then we switch back mm-hmm. and forth um, all week long. So we've managed to juggle it thus far, but we are all looking forward to hopefully getting back to uh, Norm- life as we used to know it yes. at some point. Something resembling normalcy. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell people how to reach you. So Spinster Sisters is at the corner of Sebastopol Avenue and South A Street, correct? Yes, exactly. Just adjacent to Juilliard Park. Yes. And the website is spinstersisters.com, is that right? Yeah, the spinstersisters. The Spinster com, Sisters. Yes. And what's your phone number? It is 707-528. 7100. Okay, and important to know with the family meals we were discussing, you can pre order all of those online. The menu comes out every Sunday. Um, and you can just go to our website to put your order in for whatever day you are interested in. Sounds just great, Liza. Thank you so much for taking time out from schooling your sweet little kids. I really. Oh, you're so welcome. I so appreciate it. And I hope to see you at your yes. restaurant soon. Absolutely. Congratulations on 25 years. It's such an accomplishment, Michelle. Thank You're you. amazing. Thank you so much. See you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our next guest on Mouthfuls 
25th anniversary show is someone really special to me. Um, I love having a hometown restaurant that feels like my second home. And one of the things I've missed during this pandemic is knowing I can just walk down there or drive down there because it is a bit of a schlep. But um, K&L Bistro, which has been in Sonoma County now for 19 years, I think, um, is available to us. And Lucas Martin, owner and chef, along with his uh, wife, Karen Martin, who is also owner and chef, is going to tell us what's happening these days at KNL. Hi there, Lucas. Hi. So um, you guys have patio dining now that is more than twice the size of the little patio that you have right outside your front door. How did, you know, it's two doors down, right? Uh, yes. It's, how did that? How did that come about? And what I, that space was a little walkthrough space, right? It's it's a it's in the time of, of so many bad things. It's a kind of a cool feel good story. Great. Um, there was a lady that came in from uh, one of the local organizations and said to Karen, "She's like, you need to get that space and, and use it for something. I'm going to make this happen." And um, Karen called the owner of the building because they had the, they had some signage up there and uh, a lady responded immediately and said, we would love to let you have that space. And uh, we met the next day and um, they uh, just gave us the space for free as long as we had insurance. And it was, they're just like, please use it. We're not going to be doing construction there for probably till the middle of next year. And, and so it was really cool. And it just, um, we sat down for a while and just chatted, and they told us their plans for what they're going to do, which is really interesting, too, which might be something interesting for the future, one of your stories. Or oh, now you podcast. have, well, you at least have but, to tell us what their plans are. <laughs> well, they're doing like a, like a, like a European-style food court. Okay, I'd read about that, but not many yeah. details. It's going to be upstairs, right? Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, they're, they're, it's very ambitious Okay, that way. And um, and it sounds great. And the owner's the owner's a young guy who's got a lot of great ideas. And it was really interesting to uh, talk with him that day. We actually ended up hanging out for quite a while, actually, after we kind of did the handshake. And um, it's yeah, it's like there's going to be like six. I don't want to speak out of turn for them, but it sounds like five or six like food stalls uh-huh. um, that actually have cooking ranges, hoods, everything. Um, and then, like, festival seating, so you can go and get this or that. There's going to be a bakery. There's going to be paella, I think. Um, like, so all kinds of different varieties of food. Mm-hmm. And upstairs is going to be, they're talking about having, like, a music venue and a full bar. And I think they're talking about a yoga studio. You know, there's, like, a multi-use. Wow, it's really, really He gives a tour. It's a, yeah. it's a massive space, actually. Really, really ambitious. From the front, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, um, we'll definitely and, uh, feature that at some point um, in the future. Pardon me? I said we'll definitely feature that sometime in the future. Yeah, he's, he's a really interesting guy. Um, he's like a construction guy, a developer, um, and he would be a good interview, actually. I think he would be, he's a really interesting, he's got a lot of great ideas. Uh-huh, cool. Well, yeah. I love him already because of what he's done for K&L Bistro. Um, what does no, this space great. consist yeah, of? And Karen decorated it. And uh-huh. It looks lovely. How many tables? Uh, I think we have like six tables. Uh-huh. So, and they're all, I think they're all like four tops. So it's like 
you know, between the, the, the spatial, you know, distancing and all that stuff, it's like, I think we can sit 20 people in there safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the, the patio in front, which is, you know, yeah. you know what it is. I love that. I love the patio in front. That's always been one of my favorite places, partly because I can bring Lark and Bobby and, you know, yeah. you have a couple of waiters. And, bo- and both are dog friendly. Yeah. And, um. You have a couple of waiters that will sometimes bring out little pieces of bacon for them, so sure. they love it too. Yeah, um, no, it's good, and the, <laughs> the girls are actually doing great. They're really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was going to be hard for them while they're walking, but they're both like I, I, they have, they have Fitbits, and they're like, I, I did six miles tonight. Wow! I know. Wow! <laughs> it's, you, you're busy. It. That's great. Um, how have yeah. you had to adapt the menu for these new times? Well, it's just it's just Ken and I in the kitchen. So right. there's two things. Um, the menu is very specifically designed, so everything is available to go. That's going to look decent in mm-hmm. a box. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, it's like um, we want it like, not to compromise our food when you take it and get it home, and it just looks like a you know a, a big box of slop. Exactly. So, and also, it's just. Karen and I cooking, and most of it's caring because I'm doing dishes. Um, so it's, so we can put the food out that we're proud of and that's representing K&L. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's such a smaller menu. Yeah. Um, but the things that we're really confident, and we're, and we're definitely we're trying to go back to our original French roots. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of that comes from, too. I have to say, I think this is the first time I've ever seen tuna tartare not on the menu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, a lot. Of, so a lot of that, especially like the bar menu. I don't know if you remember all that small of course place I do. that we had. Yes, a lot of that was really designed for the bar. Right. And and it's just not. People think that those are small plates. It's easier to, to put out, but they don't. They take a lot more effort than mm-hmm. than you think. And yeah, it takes absolutely. Many hands. I mean, yeah. we had seven people in the kitchen. Now we have one in a dishwasher, which is me. You're doing, I, I didn't know you were. I, I didn't know you were doing the dishes as well, Lucas. God, you two are oh, working I've hard. I've been doing the dishes for a year, over a year now. Really? Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. These are the times. Well, you know, you opened at a really tenuous time. You, you opened just something like three weeks after nine eleven, right? Yeah, we were talking about that last night, actually. Yeah. So, and you've got you've gone through some really difficult waters. Um, yes. Since you've been Help open. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I think I think we've seen it all. I hope. <laughs> I think I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, what days uh, is are you open for things now? Say again. What days are you? What days do you offer both the oh, outside uh, dining Tuesday and Tuesday through Saturday? Tuesday through Saturday, nine. three to nine. Um, and pickup orders can be taken after twelve in the afternoon. So we do. We don't get as many as we did when this first started. As far as the early orders, now people just call and pick up. Uh huh. But. Someone's here answering the phones. Uh-huh. As, okay, as That's of noon. Excellent. Um, what about, I know for when you first started this, you were also doing cocktails to go, which, I don't, you're a native Californian too, right? You're born and raised in California? No, I'm oh. from Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, for a native Californian, being able to walk out of anywhere with a cocktail or a glass of wine is so weird. I remember the, the first it time I was in New Orleans. Yeah. 
and I had a I had a cocktail, and they said, "Oh, just put it in one of the to go cups before you leave." Yeah. And it's like, "What? I'll get arrested." <laughs> so no, it's 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 a yeah, and I actually I'm impressed that uh, the local vocabulary is not being more um, of a nuisance about that. They've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a they. It was done at the state level, right? Didn't this? Didn't yeah, this... but I, it, it's the best for you know. That's true. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of weird, um, but it's it's also been kind of a lifeline for us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really helped with because uh, the bar obviously was a huge money, absolutely financial driver for us, and uh-huh. without having that seating, it's really tough. Yeah, and you know, not being able to go meet a friend and hang out on a bar for a while. That's, yeah. a, that's a real no, it's, shift it's, for a lot of people. That Most of my social life takes place at K&L Bistro. I have no social no, life anymore. Me too, actually. I mean, we we really miss, because we, you know, obviously we it's an open kitchen. We interact with everybody. Right. Um, so it's kind of a lonely island a little bit. Yeah. What about um, COVID protocols? What sort of... What sort of things do you do to make everybody feel safe? Well, we um, we try and, it's, you know, the girls wear masks. Girls wear masks. Um, the bartender wears a mask. Yeah. Well, all the servers and everyone, Karen and I, Karen wears a mask. I, I'm in the back kitchen a lot, so sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not handling food. I'm just doing dishes and mm-hmm. things. So we're just trying to um, do the best we can. But we have people that are comfortable Sitting in the in the bar that we know, and we allow that myself um, included. But they don't. They're not. They're, you know, they come in and have a glass of wine and 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 just chat with us. Right. So as long as they're comfortable, we're comfortable. Uh huh. Excellent. Um, let's. Uh, for people who don't know K and L Bistro, if there's anyone like that left in Sonoma County, uh, what's the address? One one nine South Main Street. Basketball, California. So just a few blocks, few a few not blocks, a few doors down from that main intersection of one of twelve and one sixteen in the center of town. Correct. Right, right next to the little is it's a UPS store, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, is doing massive business. My oh. wife said the next pandemic we're going to have a UPS store. <laughs> oh, interesting. Inter- oh yeah, they're they're just it's like Christmas every day. Wow. Interesting. Well, Luke, and you guys, you guys have a website, KL Bistro, right? KLBistro.com. Are you posting uh, the menus, the weekly menus there? Yep, just updated it yesterday for our new changes today. We've got about five new, new dishes today. Excellent. Well, Lucas, thank you and thank Karen and thank your boys so much for hanging in there through all of the uh, rough waters you've had to navigate since you opened. And I look forward to celebrating the 20th anniversary of KNL Bistro in person, inside. And congratulations on your 25th anniversary. Thanks so much, Lucas. I may see you later today. (laughs) Sounds good. Always a pleasure, Michelle. Okay, you take care. Cheers.
Our final guest this evening on Mouthful's special 25th anniversary edition is Samantha Ramey of Estero Cafe in Valley Ford. And I believe we'll find out momentarily also in Santa Rosa. Welcome to Mouthful, Samantha. Hi, thank you. And congratulations on your second daughter, Daniela, sister to Ivy. I've met Ivy. I have not yet seen Daniela. Um, but, you know, how I, had, I have two daughters, and it's just wonderful. Oh. How have you is. been doing during uh, the craziness of yeah. 2020? <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, we're just hanging in here. Uh, having lots of family time. Unexpected family time. Mm-hmm. Ha- has, what are you doing with the restaurants? Are they open for to-go? So, um, Astero Cafe is open for, um, actually, we have an expanded patio there. Oh, great. And we, we are doing a lot more to go than ever before, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's been pretty good as long as, you know, the weather stays good, um, as long as the weather stays nice and warm, we'll continue um, with um, our weekend service. We're open there now just Fridays through Mondays. So we, we close an additional weekday. Uh-huh. Um, and then at Americana, unfortunately, we don't have a patio there. And this being so new, we just, we weren't really able to pull off just doing a takeout only. Mm-hmm. So we are closed there, but we're, we still have the lease and we're hoping to be able to reopen. So it's called Americana and not Estero. That's my mistake. Tell us about um, what to expect when that does reopen. How, tell us about the menu. Is it similar to um, Estero, or is it a totally different direction? No, it's very similar. Um, we'll offer breakfast and lunch, but in the addition will be... Um, so we've been working on the dinner menu. I mean, we, we had a, a pretty finished draft before... COVID and when we were just about to open for dinner service. Um, But, you know, the last six months things have, you know, we've talked about adding things and changing, you know, service styles. So we'll have to wait and see where where we're at in March. Um, uh, Because that's sort of what we're thinking. We're thinking after the winter, if um, we still can't seat people indoors, Mm -hmm. Um, that we could try to reopen with um, some outdoor seating and take out. Uh, where is Americana located? Um, we're on 5th um, Street between um, Davis and the freeway there. Oh. So, yeah, so it's, it's where Pullman Kitchen was. It's um, in the oh. city 205 building. Oh, your Pullman Kitchen. I had not realized you'd taken over that space. Interesting. That used yeah, to be, that's the that spot. was Syrah. We were only open for 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, ten days. That was Syrah as well, right? Yes. Exactly. Exa- okay, I know exactly where it is. That is a nice. I always liked that space. Yeah. Well, that's what we thought too when we saw it. Yeah, and you were um, open for ten days. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well. There you go. It's life there today. There you go. <laughs> um, now, I first met you and your husband Ryan, correct? I first met you when you were serving food, delicious food, at the Bodega Bay Farmer's Market. Yeah, Uh, I remember. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he was doing the cooking at that time. You were talking, you were taking orders and delivering, giving them to us and that sort of thing. Do you two share cooking duties or is he doing most of the cooking? He, for sure, Ryan is, 
he's he's the back of house and I'm the front of house. Okay. Uh, I I'm not a trained chef. However, in in the years of owning Astero, I I have trained to cook there. Mm-hmm. So um, so I can cook the lime there when when I absolutely have to. But he he's he's the chef. He writes the menu. He does all the like food costing. Um, and I do the front of the house. Okay. And then you two also operate a catering business. Is that correct? Uh, we're, I mean, we're not doing catering now. That, that was going to be my question. I'd yeah. wonder, I was wondering <laughs> what was happening yeah. with caterers uh, during well, this I mean, time. For us, luckily, I, I guess, um, because of COVID, we did not book any catering. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of COVID, I'm sorry, because of Americana. Uh-huh. Um, we were... You know, we wanted, it was going to be our first year with the new restaurant, and he was, and plus we were expecting a baby. Mm-hmm. So we we purposely did not book any catering for 2020 because he was going to be working full-time at the restaurant, and uh, we wanted to wait and see how, um, you know, staffing sure. was going to flow, and if we could take on more in, in, the, in, the, in the future, then that was always, something that we, you know, would want to incorporate back into because we love doing events. Sure. But, um, but because of the restaurant opening, we we didn't book any catering for this year. So we didn't have to give anyone their deposits back. Great. <laughs> you didn't have those things to worry about. That's a great thing. Right. Excellent. Right. Um, let's tell people where Astero Cafe is. I know it, uh, downtown Valley Ford is not very big. Um, it's not. You're a little bit, I forget if you're, on which side of Danucci's? I know you're on the opposite side of the street as Danucci's. Right, and we're just south of Danucci's. Okay. So if you're coming from Petaluma, you know, we're on the right-hand side towards towards the end of town, towards mm-hmm. Bodega Bay. And if you're coming from Bodega Bay, then um, we're the first, we're, you know, the first uh, restaurant on the left. There's big umbrellas, and now we have some shade cloths hanging um, and the patio um, it's hard to miss it's got um, a big enclosure of of a like garden you know plant potted uh-huh. plants uh-huh. Um, so it, it's one four four five zero highway one and that's Friday Saturday Sunday and Monday yeah 8 a.m. until no wait, no what time do you open yeah Oh. Yeah, no, we open at 8. Uh-huh. Um, I know it's, it's hard to keep up because it changed a lot with this year, but uh, we open at 8 every day, and on and on um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're open till 3, and then on Monday, we just close an hour early at 2 o'clock. Uh-huh. Excellent. And if we come by, might we get a chance to meet the baby? Are you sometimes there <laughs> with her? <laughs> Not uh, very occasional. Okay. Not like not like when I had Ivy a few years ago and right. I brought I wore her at work like almost every week. Uh-huh. Um, just because of COVID, sure. um, it's so difficult sense. to you know have the baby there and worry about social distancing and makes and total all that. sense. So I I mostly keep her home, which is so sad. I always pictured she'd be coming to work with me every day. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I had my second, um, I wasn't working, but I had Nicole and she was really tiny. And I just had one of those little front packs and I wore right. her all the time. I remember cooking dinner all the time with her right on my front. And it yeah. felt weird not to have her there. It's uh, great. I know. I just yeah. wore her at the pumpkin patch and I 
wear her like 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 you're saying like making dinner especially in the evenings when you know maybe she's tired and, exactly um and i you know totally wish i was just taking her with me down to the restaurant for a couple hours here and there but luckily i live super close to astero so i'm able to just run home and nurse really fast um and then go back down great um if people want to order to go from Estero, um, how how do you prefer the orders to come in? Do you prefer phone? Do you prefer um, going to your website? What what's... yeah, we're still our website's still under construction. Okay. We we never had one pre COVID, so now it's a new thing that we've 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 been working on and building. It's just been a slower progress for us, um, but it's almost done. And then we'll we'll be able to have online ordering. But for now, I just have customers call. Um, call in and um, an order and it usually an order is you know sometimes people like to call ahead of time like maybe before they're headed out to the coast and that's totally fine they can call and give us like an estimated time of when they'll be there um, otherwise they can just call like 15 or 25 minutes before they're going to be there and we can just add their ticket on the line and perfect their food and we've got everything in, in individual to go things salt and pepper and ketchup and you know all that stuff. All the, all the condiments. Figured out ways. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the number? What's the phone number they should call? Our phone number is 707-876-3333. It's 876-3333. <sighs> Samantha Ramey, thank you so much <laughs> for being part of um, our 25th anniversary show. Happy I ho- anniversary. Thank you. And I hope to see you out there sometime soon. Yeah, we would love that. We'll be there, um, weather permitting. Okay, you take care. Hey, you too. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, time flies on mouthful. That was the first thing I learned when I started doing the show, is that it goes really, really quickly. A um, couple of things before we uh, say goodnight for one more episode. Um if you haven't dropped off that very important document yet that needs to be counted by this Tuesday, you should remember to do that. Uh, if you need to drop off someone else's ballot, you can do that as well. Just make sure that they fill out the part that names you as the person who's dropping it off and then sign your name. And then um, on Fiscal Drive, there is a drive-through drop-off that gets it directly to the registrar of voters. Um, that's what I've done. I've done it for several people. And, you know, partly if you can do it for a few people, say everyone in your household or something, that's good because, number one, you're using less gas and there's less cars in line. And then I was thinking about the election and thinking that, you know, often... I would go to, say, a favorite restaurant, maybe K&L Bistro on election night uh, if the returns were going well. And, you know, you'd always, I'd always see friends. Uh, one time it was um, what is now the um, Gravenstein Grill because it's really big. I think the night of uh, Obama's first win, the place was packed. And uh, I snuck in a side door, but only stayed for about 10 minutes because in the end, you know, I'm an introvert. Big parties are a little bit difficult. So I was sitting at home and I was thinking, if things go in a way that pleases me and the majority of my friends, what can we do to celebrate? And, you know, when we first had shutdown at eight o'clock, 
people would ring bells and cowbells and all that sort of thing. And I have two really nice chimes on my front porch. So I started doing that. Every night at 8 o'clock, I'd go out and I'd ring and ring and ring, and the sounds would go out over the valley. And I thought it was really wonderful. So now my idea is bubbles. Blow bubbles. You can go to any store. You can go to, you know, any... Um, drugstore, the dollar store, and buy bubbles, but it's really easy to make your own. Um, all it takes is, I think it's Dawn dish soap, glycerin, which you get at a pharmacy, and water. And then you can make all different shapes for the bubble blower. So my idea is, if we get early results, if it is resolved on election night, and if we like the results, we should all go outside and blow bubbles <laughs> and just fill the air, fill the sky with as many bubbles as you have bubble liquid for. So that's my election 2020 advice. And um, it's going definitely going to be what I'm doing. I'm sheltering at home, of course. I've barely had anyone in my house since all this started. Um, we were going to have, um, I was going to plan a big party for Mouthful's 25th anniversary. Um, we had um, a tradition back when the Rialto Cinemas was uh, on Summerfield. We did a movie night. We did some fabulous movie nights. Um, one of my favorites was... Um, the Gleaners and I, an Agnes Varda film. Um, the French, the English title is "The Gleaners and I." In uh, French, it's uh, I'm not going to embarrass myself by saying it wrong, but it translated to "The Glean," "The Gleaners and the Gleaned," and it's a really interesting film. Just fascinating and thoughtful as Agnes Varda was. She passed away recently. She's one of the last living members of the French New Wave cinema movement. The movie, if you can find it at all, is absolutely worth it. Um, we had one that showed four different uh, families cooking very different um, Thanksgiving dinners. Um, one was Mexican... One, I think, was Italian. The most upper middle class one um, was a black family. And then there was a fourth family, and I don't remember. And you saw each of their stories unfold. And there were not only the stories of the dinner, which were not the main focus, but it was the story unfolding about the family and the different family members and the friends and things that happened. And then I won't give away the end in case you happen to see it. The camera pulls away really high and you learn something that just makes you gasp. Um, it was really fun. Um, and I had thought maybe I would talk to Kai Boyd now that um, the Rialto Cinemas are in um, Sebastopol about maybe doing something. So I'm still going to think about it, but it will be after COVID because movie theaters are going to be one of the last places to open. Um, they, um, the Rialto Cinemas are such a great treasure in Sonoma County. And they've been doing, uh, on weekends, they have food to go with recommended movies that you can stream. So that is a way to support your local um, independent movie theater that you really hope will be there when all this is over and we can start going to um, the theater again. Um, so maybe there will be a surprise um, in the works that connects Mouthful and uh, Rialto Cinemas once they're able to open. And on that note, I wish you a great week. I wish everyone 
great success and happiness this week. It's an extremely important week in the history of the United States. So let's all hold our breath and think our best thoughts. And no matter what happens, meet me back here next Sunday for another yummy episode of Mouthful, smart talk about food, wine, and farming, now entering its 26th year here on KRCB FM Radio 91. Grips a car.